Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights meet the Flyers and the Bruins this weekend. Can they reestablish home ice advantage? We have fans, ideas, and thoughts for trades that could benefit VGK. And it's that time of week once again. It's time for What the Friday. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Please follow us at LockdownVGK on Twitter, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And, of course, our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights, and please subscribe and keep all those comments coming on there. They're awfully fun. And even, you know, hey, periodically, they even lead to an entire segment. We are brought to you today by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting information and needs. BetOnline, where the game starts. Chris, please do not mention the term trap game. As VGK goes into the game against the Flyers tonight, This is a team that defeated the VGK twice last year here in Vegas. uh, The 4-3 game, 2-1, I think, back there in uh, Philadelphia. They're not uh, playing well at all. Uh, VGK should win this game tonight, provided, provided they stay out of the box. They stay out of the box because this is one of the league's uh, top team in penalty minutes. The Flyers come in. They had 18 minutes of penalty time in the game in Washington just a a couple of nights ago. And so uh, I think that VGK has got to play better, manage the puck better, of course, make plays, do the things that they're supposed to do. And yesterday we heard from Cassidy again on puck management. He said, make plays that are um, where you have a lot of room uh, and there's room in front of you and then make sure that you don't get stung. Make sure that you play behind your opponent on the other end. Makes sense. But the Flyers, let's talk there. Uh, let's start off there. Should not be a concern tonight, in my estimation. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Everybody's a concern right now. There's no, it's no, you can't you, you can't um, have a trap or not have a trap game, however you want to put that terminology, given what's happening with the Golden Knights right now. Um, they're, they're, the Golden Knights are a good team. Good things have been happening, friends. Let's make sure we're clear here. But right now, the Golden Knights are in a funk, especially – a home funk right now. T-Mobile Arena is a glorious place to be, and tonight's going to be no exception with our reverse retro night, another brand-new intro. You'll see it for the second time. The Golden Knight will be in that stealth uh, black gear instead of the gold stuff. I mean, it just it's a fun, 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 fun night, and um, you want to talk about a money shot. When you see the Golden Knights come down the tunnel, Right as they're starting, um, you know, for right when the game starts, that is just a beautiful sight seeing those jerseys. There's so much hoopla, so much excitement, and then you got to play a hockey game. But it's not a trap game because the Golden Knights are playing into the trap. This is so far from that. Yes, the Golden Knights need this game. The first place team in the West, the first place team in the Pacific needs to defeat the Philadelphia Flyers on December 9th. I mean, that's just a very strange thing to say right now um looking up and down the flyers lineup i mean goaltending felix sandstrom rookie carter hart who's you know as jekyll and hyde as the golden knights are home and away 
Um, you're probably going to see Carter Hart tonight, who's a whopping eight, eight and eight, almost a, a two seven nine goals against. I'm guessing his save percentage is not that good. Going up and down the lineup, uh, Kevin Hayes having a nice season, 28 points. Travis Konecki, 23 points. And then after that, I mean, there's not a whole lot happening. Oh, some players in the teens, some, you know, I'm just trying to look at a player who's maybe expected to do more. And, I mean, it's this is the Flyers, right? You got Tortorella coming in. That would be a fun night. Um, I would advise any of uh, my uh, media colleagues, if you're going to go in the visitor's locker room, to um, – wear some type of armor, wear, wear some type of shield, because <laughs> he could throw things after a game like tonight. Or even even better, the, the Flyers could come in and win this game 3-2 to two or some. He'd still be mad. He would still be mad about something. Could you imagine if uh, the, the Golden Knights would have gone for Tortorella? But now you think about it, maybe someone like Tortorella would have been the right call because he would have been going bonkers if the Golden Knights were having the type of results under his watch. And again, that's not a shot at Cassidy whatsoever. It's a small, maybe it's a small shot at Cassidy, but you know, Cassidy's done a lot of things well right now. And at the end of the day, Cassidy's got to find a way to get out of this funk with the golden Knights who are probably again, going to be without Eichel without Petrangelo and, and Mark stone. Stone, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Perhaps without Mark stone tonight, Mark stone took a maintenance day. Cassidy did mention he felt stone will be back on Friday, but he also said the same thing about Nick Wah. When he went down a little while back and then Nick Wild right. went on to miss, you know, two, three, four games or something like that. So, you know, whether that's a little bit of lip service or if Cassidy truly believes Mark Stone's going to be back. But even if Mark Stone's going to be back tonight, he's not going to be back. I'm trying not to make a, a back comment because his back is what the issue is right now. But, you know, Stone might need a few days to shut down. I mean, Stone doesn't look like that strong. Strong of a skater is not the terminology to use. He does not seem like that fast of a skater when he's out there. And I took a, a short little video while we were at the game on Wednesday night, and he was skating so stiff after he mm-hmm. took, not the cross check, but when he took, I think it was a puck to the back or something like that, he did not look well at all. And, you know, maybe he might need a, just a couple days to help the body a little bit and get back to it uh, maybe on Sunday. I don't know. But, again, yeah. it, maybe it is a trap game. Sunday's the one that circled. I mean, <laughs> I waited a while, but, you know. You got you to you gotta get a two-game winning streak out of these next two games. You, you, you just got to. I think uh, if they had a split right now, I think that would be okay. It just uh, my own personal feelings. And then tonight, I'm guessing. we better to lose to the Flyers and win, beat Boston or the other way around? Doesn't matter. Just one and one. Uh, Aiden Hill, I think we're going to see tonight. I really do feel Logan Thompson needs a little bit of a break there in net. Uh, you talked about Carter Hart here last year. I think he had 41 saves, Chris in the game against VGK where they sprung that upset tonight, you know, you were talking about Kevin Hayes. Yes. He leads the team, but also Cam Atkinson who has yet to play this season could be back in action tonight. Oh, wow. He's been skating with the team, had an upper body injury. He was second on the team in scoring last season. And so that definitely could happen tonight. Um, had a uh, 50 point uh, season a year ago. Uh, VGK seven, six and one on home ice, the three game losing streak. And on Sunday against Boston, uh, my guess in that game, and we'll go back and forth about these two games, my guess is that David Pasternak is going to be more active, did not get a lot of touches on the stick. Are you going to cover this game on Sunday? Are you going to – oh, man, I wanted you to talk to the play-by-play guy about Martha the Barnes on fire and all that. Oh, geez. I I, wanted you to – I ran to – And I want you and Tortorella to meet tonight. It would have been fun. No. Um, so tonight me and my son are going reverse retro night. He's so we talked yesterday in the show about his 
you know, thing with the Neon Museum and watching all that. So he, you know, we're, we're he's not missing this game for the world. And uh, Sunday is actually his, my son Christopher, his uh, final game of this session for his uh, learn to play. So you know, that's uh, that, that 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 takes uh, precedence over anything right now. But it will be a lot of fun to be at least one of these games covering because yeah, there could be a, could be interesting. And I usually sit right in front of the road teams play-by-play play. i don't know if it's the radio or the tv but that would be really cool to uh to hear that i actually ran into um the gentleman i, I don't know his name but who does the spanish feed right we actually crossed paths on wednesday for a second and exchanged pleasantries Good dude. Know, looking nice no, no, no. he's he's a great guy he covers raiders too so we sit next to each other and i got gotcha. his name that's bad uh Same. three weeks ago john tortorella had that accident kicked in the face by one of his horses and he had the shiner and so this guy's got quite a life. Uh, this team is also His getting horses. kicked in. I no, was wait. trying to find a segue. He, he no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm already going off the rails. So are these race horses or these like Clydesdales? Is he? No, he's got like horses on his farm. He's got a okay, farm. Okay, because I, yeah. I look at him as, as the type that's doing like the show horses and stuff like that. I don't <laughs> no. see Tortorella's that type. No, but he's got horses on a farm, I guess. And one had kicked him. And I was saying he it, he's also gotten kicked in the face by his team. Um, they allow the first goal just about every night. This is a team that can't score first. Um, and then the last 15 games, the Flyers are only averaging two goals per game. Under, folks, take the under. Probably no Mark Stone. I'm just going to guess. And then, of course, Eichel. Eichel's not close to getting back from everything we've heard. No Petrangelo. Uh, this could be a, just one of those under games. No scoring. Maybe. Um, I'm actually curious what the number is right now. I'm curious if we have the elusive five and a half out there on this one. Haven't, haven't seen a five and a half in a while. Like that's the that's the crazy thing. Like five and a half is the five and a half is the new five. Right. And you mm-hmm. almost never see four and a half. I mean, I'm going back. Obviously, you never see that now. No, right, not so anymore. What we got tonight. Let's see. I'm scared. <laughs> Minus 260 and they hung a six out there. So, I mean, that's that that's fair. I mean, you look at the goalies and things like that. And you mentioned um that the Flyers are, you know, two goals last 15 games, 30 goals, obviously. They're going to have the best second period of their life. That's just, let's just call it <laughs> what it is. They're going to have the best second period. And I'm just so nervous. And we, we probably should talk about Boston a little bit. I'm so nervous that this is a game where if VGK just absolutely poops the bed, call it what it is, you'll hear some terrible boo birds out there. It'll be rough. It'll be rough. So uh, another note on the Flyers before we move back to Boston, but, They've had a 10-game losing streak this season. Uh, one thing we'll that fix that. is we'll fix it. We'll one fix thing it. that is concerning power play. They've scored on four of their last nine opportunities. And uh, this after going two for their first 34, I guess, in the season. So uh yeah, and they're always in the box. And BGK just has to play disciplined and to use that Cassidy term, mature. They have to play mature in this game tonight. Uh, and then uh, Boston comes off of that four to nothing win over Colorado. That team, Colorado, the Avalanche, uh, they're going to be the VGK of a year ago if they're not careful. Um, Nathan yes, McKinnon, that, that's latest one. Yeah, uh, Nathan McKinnon, latest player to uh, be out now and on the IR. I still, the player that just is really surprising to me, and I talked about him last week and then he delivered, but, but Taylor Hall. He had two goals the other night against Colorado. And the thing that just strikes me. Line three, Taylor Hall. Keep that in mind, too. Line three. Yeah. So last year, so last year, Cassidy had uh, just messed around and put 
uh, Hall and uh, and and uh, Coyle on the same line, on the second line, and that didn't work at all. Now they're on the third line, and everything's just like clicking bananas. That's to me that might be the best third line. Well, that's obviously the best MVP uh, third line forward. I think wingman in the league. It's got to be. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, I mean, and Taylor Hall. You know, talk about a. a, a storied and traveled career what drafted by Edmonton gets some time along McDavid that doesn't work out and then geez was Buffalo in there or no like or yeah, New Jersey I think, like, uh, yeah, he was New Jersey Buffalo right I wasn't that it about 60 percent I say that and you know it's it's nice and I mean I'm surprised they actually found the money to keep him in Boston too like he seemed just like a, a playoff rental a little while back um talking about trap games I mean geez I'll give you the odds in a second, but the Boston Bruins tonight travel to Arizona. Arizona. Right? Yeah. So you, you definitely know that they're gunning for revenge. And uh, wow, Arizona's plus 270 on the, that uh, amazing home ice that's smaller than the Dollar Loan Center. But that's a trap game right there. I mean, you want to go for some <laughs> value, put some put some of your cheddar on uh, the Bruins, on, on the Coyotes tonight at plus 270. Okay, anything else on those two games this weekend before we take a break, move on? Just tighten it up, mature hockey, whatever terminology, whatever pun, whatever cliche you got to find. And uh, two games, you got to win two. I mean, if you lose tonight and beat Boston, does that really say anything good? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's two games. Two games are bust. Two games are bust. That's it. That's what I'm leaving with. Two games are bust. Win two or busts. Coming up next, will VGK make a trade before the annual holiday freeze? That's coming up, and I'm not talking about uh, the frigidness of our podcast. We're talking about the holiday freeze. More ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there, from football to basketball, soccer to the NHL to esports, they have it all, betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. We are always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And thanks so much for making us your first listen each and every day. And make sure that you check out the YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a lot of those great messages for us. So, Chris, as part of, uh, I guess, our maturation as a program, as a show, as a podcast, you'd like to now just take a look at what happened around the NHL last night. Yeah, I think it's a good idea if we uh, just kind of get if we mature. Nice little, little scoreboard watch, so to speak, right? Okay. So uh, last night, Nashville loses to Tampa 5-2. to two. Toronto beats the Kings 5-0 shutouts. Uh, Panthers over the Red Wings 5-1. Blues fall on home ice to the Jets 5-2. And the Stars in overtime, uh, 4-3 winners over the Ottawa Senators. I was just counting up the goals. 35 goals across uh, the five <laughs> games. So I'll bet the I'll bet that was within a half of the Grand Salami. I will wow. bet they they taxed the Grand Salami at about a six and six and a half to seven goal clip. I'll bet that was really close on the Grand Salami as well. <laughs> All right. When there's the next like big slate on a night, you know, where we're doing our podcast, we have to definitely make some predictions for the Grand Salami. Okay. So Chris, if VGK is going to make a trade, they need to do so before 
11.59 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on December the 19th. And uh, that's when this freeze goes into effect around the NHL. And uh, so it goes from the 19th through the 28th of December. Uh, and so uh, you had posed a question about what trade the fans would like to see. Um, and one of the teams, I think, that's going to start popping here and making some moves is Pete DeBoer's Dallas No Stars. Uh, they have three and a half million left in cap space, so they could uh, make some moves and they're a contender now. Uh, but what are some of the names that you heard uh, floating around? The ones that I always see are uh, Bozer, Brock Bozer from Vancouver, Mr. Deflection. He always like deflects pucks and nets. He's, I think, the NHL leader in that category. Um, Patrick Kane, of course, of your Blackhawks, Eric Carlson of uh, the Sharks. Anyone else out there and Give us uh, some of what the fans were saying about trades and who they'd like to see wearing one of those neon throwback BGK jerseys. <laughs> there, there was a lot of good stuff last night. And um, I'm trying to see the first one. Someone mentioned uh, parking someone in Arizona using uh, whatever cap space they have in a three-team deal. And it seemed like, I mean, in my perspective, first of all, anytime you're going to trade, right, you trade from strength to work on your weakness. The strength on paper, at least before this nonsense that the VGK is going through right now, is the defense. And you look at a player, and it pains me to even get to this point and think about this, but I think I'm starting to get on the train. You look at Alec Martinez right now. You look at his, I mean, 5.2. He signed this year and next year. So you will get good return as well, whether it's going to be in a one-for-one deal to take someone's second line forward or you know however you want to work that out um Braden McNabb at 2.8 could be a target as well because unless Braden McNabb is just absolutely thumping somebody through the boards we'll mention what was that you still hear me am I good yeah you're good but something imploded over there yeah some about default main microphone I don't know I don't know but we're good right Yes, sir. Okay, we're good. All right, that was uh, that was my notification. Uh, same that is, times we that's get to your equivalent it. of that's your equivalent of the fog coming. Yes, in. exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm curious what that's going to sound like in the playback. <laughs> Mike, you explosion. are talking about trading Shea Theodore. I'm not on that train at all. A I'm lot. not on the because no. he is going to bring. I mean, you look at what Petrangelo does back there. Maybe Petrangelo can be our offensive defenseman, so to speak, but. Shea Theodore is a long-term hold right now. And how are you going to replace someone like that down the or internally now? That's the first thing I would ask myself. And I just don't see, of course, Las, uh, Las Vegas Sports Capital has to go call us our future considerations. <laughs> Chuck Dickerson, Theodore for anybody. Somebody gave a Connor McDavid celebration. That's, um, sure, yeah, let's get Connor McDavid. That sounds great. A lot of people mentioned about something with the Canucks. You mentioned Brock mm-hmm. Besser as well. That could be interesting. Trades inside the division, not as common, although the Golden Knights had to break that rule and they shipped Schmitty over there. Martinez and Brassois to Arizona, picks to St. Louis for Tarasenko. And, of course, this is a save us Vladdy daddy who's been, uh, you know, very all over <laughs> getting Tarasenko to Las That's Vegas. That's funny. <laughs> and, honestly, a trade like that is interesting. Um, Brassois, I don't know if um, – if he's going to you know, help a deal or not. And I have no idea what Tarasenko's contract status is, but that sounds like only about $7 million. I feel like Tarasenko's a few bucks more than that. 
seeing Patrick Kane wearing our black and gold or our or our black or our gold helmets or our, if the reverse retro red ever comes back. I mean, that's obviously the the wet dream, for lack of better things, if Patrick Kane did become a Blackhawk <laughs> or she did become a Golden Knights um, in the latter stages of the season. I just don't know if there's a way to make all of that work. But in my opinion, it involves McNabb or Alec Martinez, and that pains me to say Alec Martinez. But if you're going to go for it, if you're going to go for that winger, because I don't think the problem is going to be solved internally. I think we can agree on that. Paul Cotter is fun. He's not going to carry that third line. Phil Kessel has moments even on the third line, but he's not going to carry that line. Nick Waugh is better than serviceable. He's not going to keep that line and going. So honestly, maybe it's a maybe it's a high quality third line center. Maybe that's the the target. Someone who's who's should be a top six forward that can slot down like a Taylor Hall does, you know, with the Boston Bruins, something along that, or like when Marion Hosa was with the Chicago Blackhawks on line three for their, you know, most of their cup runs that they had, someone of that caliber. Interesting. So at Vegas Hockey Hubs, a trade with the Canucks, that seems to be the recurring theme. Uh, we have a few forwards that we could get rid of. Uh, VGK has two goalies uh, used in a salary dump. I like Theodore for anyone. Uh, Theodore has definitely fallen out of favor uh, with the VGK. One of my biggest questions and concerns, we're talking about trades, are teams now reluctant to trade with a VGK? Do they want to help out the Golden Knights? Are they, uh, you know, again around the league? I don't know. Like, what was the the, the last big deal? Obviously, was Eichel. Uh, I'm just curious how uh, what the perception is around the league as far as trading with the VGK, unless of course you need those uh, patented um, future considerations. But I, I, I'm just curious if teams. Uh, do not want to help to bolster the VGK. So my answer to that is I'm pulling some more stats here. I'm curious about some plus minuses and stuff like that, but and it's not there anyway. But so my answer to about teams wanting to help VGK and stuff like that, it's not about helping or not helping. I don't think GMs can care about that. I think if the GM thinks they are making a deal in their best interest, they don't care if it's VGK or Montreal or Arizona or whoever the heck it's going to be. Um, sure, GMs might sometimes um, hold something back. I mean, if you know, just throwing this out there, if uh, if, he, if someone makes a big move that helps BGK and you know someone in the Central doesn't like it because uh, they got a goal against us in the first round, whatever, maybe they hold that against them down the line. But it's not as much about helping or not helping for rivalry purposes as much as it is leverage. Leverage, I've said this a bunch of times, leverage is a heck of a drug, folks. It is a heck of a drug that gives people this wicked control, you know, this wicked control over their opponent, knowing a trade has to be made. It started when uh, VGK acquired what Petrangelo, if I'm saying this right, which led to Nate uh, Nate uh, Schmitty being shipped out right away. And all we got back was, I think it was a third or fourth round return. It, it was bad. It was... Uh, it was bad, but everyone knew BGK had a certain window. They had to make a deal based on the rules of the salary cap because they immediately exceeded the salary cap. Um, you know, Mark Andre Fleury, that is still my best comparison about knowing when the team has to make a move. They trade Mark Andre Fleury. Technically, we got a player and, uh, you know, whatever that was, and that player didn't even wind up stepping on foot as far as uh, the VGK um, 
business was concerned. Uh, I think went back to Chicago, got dropped, whatever it was. It was a paper deal. Point being is Mark Andre Fleury is traded for peanuts, not even peanuts, less than the free peanuts I get up on uh, the press level. And then the Blackhawks wind up flipping Mark Andre Fleury for a third round pick midseason. Now I know things change, and you know Mark Andre Fleury's value changed for the Minnesota Wild, at least in their eyes, because they needed another goalie. But still, you can't tell me Mark Andre Fleury for nothing was the best deal out there. But it was because again, everyone knew VGK had to ship him out. So it's more about the leverage than it is about trying to stick it to your opponent. Now. The big things that we heard about, and Kelly McCrimmon alluded to this in one of the podcasts, was offer sheets. When a team goes after a restricted free agent via offer sheets, that's when the gloves come off, it seems like. That's like, and I hate to use this as a reference, but, you know, that when, when the nukes are pointed at one another, you, you just point them. You don't do anything, honestly. But if someone signs someone via offer sheets, that's when the nukes are fired and all heck breaks loose. So the question on or before uh, December the 19th? Before, but go ahead. I don't care what the question is. Before, go ahead. Before or plus minus uh, uh, December the 19th, does VGK make a trade? Um, I mean, I say before jokingly, and I, I felt like I knew what the question was, and I know McCrimmon, uh, he, he gets a little bit of an, and now we're going to keep the war references going. He has an itchy, trig- itchy trigger finger at times <laughs> and definitely doesn't like to stand still. Um you know, but there's a lot of weird things happening right now, right? Um, Petrangelo doesn't doesn't play into that because he's going to be back at some point. Hopefully everything is as well as it can be. Something really bad has to be going on for him right now. So, again, nothing but the best. He'll, he'll be back when he's ready. But from a business aspect, there is a void right now that needs to be considered in all of this. Uh, the bigger concern is obviously Jack Eichel. I mean, you know, Jack Eichel, remember, Jack Eichel took the pregame skates on Monday, or not the pregame, but the morning skates to see how his body would respond. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't believe he's been back on the ice since then. So that's a concern where this is a long-term, a short-term or a medium-term type thing. But I mean, I, I don't know if I, I think I put this on Twitter somewhere. God forbid if uh, Jack Eichel is going to be gone until right about April the 14th, whenever the regular season ends. And then here comes the cooking. The, and you got a big uh, response, Tony, to the cooking the book stuff, by the way, on YouTube. It's way too long to even screenshot. You got a you got a response, I think, on yesterday's show. If you got time to go back and look at that, it's it's long, and I'm still I I love Sam and the responses that Sam puts into us, but you know, cooking the books, our definition and Sam's definition don't align. But you bet your bottom dollar that if Jack Eichel is going to be gone long term, and again, I'm just paraphrasing right now and shooting from the hip. Another war reference. I got to get the stuff. I got to go play some Call of Duty or something. But point being is, they will cook the books if need be. Everyone cooks the books. That's, that's how it works in the NHL. It's how it works. And it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean they're breaking rules. doesn't mean they're extending and twisting and massaging them like the way, you know, you're going to roll some dough before you put out for pizza. Absolutely. That's what cooking the books is all about. And, you know, so what? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I don't care. I said it. Not my term. Not my term. That's Kelly McCrimmon. And, and, McCrimmon and brought I that said up that. first. I, I did say that. I put that in. I did respond in <laughs> just a few, a few sentences. And listen, we appreciate the, again, Tony, you, you say this every show and I don't say love it, it enough, but love we it. love the interactions. We love yeah. it. It gives us, it gave us two topics this week, right? We use <laughs> Sam and then um, 
we started just someone mentioned a trade. I said, okay, cool. Let's put this out there. So, you know, the fans make the show and we are so thankful. And the fans isn't the word. We don't have fans. We have people that. No, that the enjoy, fans enjoy of EGK, us. the fans of EGK. Yes. Okay. The fans of EGK, not the fans of us. We don't no, have fans. no, 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 no. Cause I got blasted this week and I had to make a public apology. Okay. Coming up next, which, it's which Air after Force. a VGK victory, Tony, you helped them. You helped us win. You had to <laughs> I actually helped. Yeah, Man, but you geez. and I both picked the Rangers, and holy hell, broke out. Flyers uh, ninety-two tonight. Up next, what the Friday plus predictions plus the locks of the night and all that jazz. Coming up right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco. And Chris Golick. We got to start putting our predictions on on Twitter also, I think, so we can reference these things because I think we're actually not doing too bad. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're you're probably doing much better than I am. I seem to take the opponent almost every night, but it's just my gut feeling. And uh, we thank you all for tuning in, making us your first listen, and make sure that you listen to Lockdown Sports today. And both are available wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is that time of the week. Oh, my goodness. I am spicy today. I think you're spicy. I could tell all those war references and such. And our fans. Some red pepper on my tongue this morning. I red pepper in my coffee. (laughs) The VGK fans are on fire. Uh, I'm going to start off with Ernie Scar at Brockett underscore 99. (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag. WTF happened to our highly touted. Bruce Cassidy defensive system that nobody could shut up about at the start of the year. WTF off the rails, off the rails. Great take that, that it really is. Um, so my, my first WTF is, well, you're not going to counter anything about that. No, I'm, I, I agree. I, I, I honest to God agree with that. You know, we, we, we did talk about that system so much. What about, his, what about the- his power play that no one even had it? Uh, no one even asked them about it. They just glossed over and the power play will be fixed. And okay, move on to the next topic in the press. I, I need to get, I need to get down there guys. I'm sorry. I need to get down there. I'll, 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 I'll spice it up. I'll, I'll, I'll test. I'll, I'll see how much of, of a rain we have, I guess. But um, now my first, what the Friday I'm going back to Monday folks. And it's for the VGK fans who did not appreciate my take on Monday's game. VGK coughed up a three, nothing lead. I don't care, no Eichel. I don't care, no Petrangelo. A 3 nothing lead was coughed up in a big situation against a good team. Fine, good. Boston Bruins are good. I said it. Now we move forward. You cannot cough up three-goal leads or leads in a routinely basis in the VGKR. And then on top of coughing up the leads, now they're backing it up with a stinker uh, on Wednesday nights against a team that was, I mean, the Rangers are, are they're a good team and Gallant and everything fine, but we're looking for these excuses to say, oh, they lost, but Gerard Gallant was there and the Rangers are struggling. And I don't care. Like VGK is a good team that is struggling mightily right now. And we need to stop making excuses. We need to stop saying, oh, but you know, there's leads around the NHL being coughed up. I don't care. VGK needs to they have now elevated the bar to a Stanley Cup contender in you know the first 28, 29 games of the season right now. So that's how they are. That's the reality. Stop making excuses when things don't go right and acknowledge the fact that VGK is struggling right now. And Tony used the word slumping a while back. I fought him on that. No, we're slumping. We're slumping. We beat the Bruins. Outside of that, what have we done in a long time? We haven't won at home ice. So what the Friday for all the VGK fans. 
that are trying to put a nice, happy twist on everything right now instead of acknowledging the reality that there's trouble. Chuck Dickerson, uh, one of our Twitter followers, how can they play so uninspired at home after a great road trip? And it's getting to be a habit WTF. Very, very true. VGK. Good, good, good follow up. Yeah. VGK with a uh, three game home losing streak. The three stars, the three stars. Okay. I know it doesn't matter to you. Uh, Douglas McLeod, uh, one of our followers in the VGK shootout win. Of course, they had Hall, Marchand, and Cotter. Those are the top three stars with Hall being number one. Um, he says, it seems to me that the stars are always from VGK when they are at home, regardless of the score. Is this true or not? I can't swear to it. He just said that he assumed that they were just three VGK stars. I wonder who actually puts that out there, like whose responsibility that is, if it's just the media person for the Knights, the Twitter person, just chance to admit, you know, Logan Thompson. It's Logan Thompson. Okay. You think he <laughs> he decides who the three stars are? Uh, WTF, this is from my vantage point, and I talked about it yesterday, and I'm just, okay, number one, before I go into this next uh, topic, I, I am, okay, I, I feel like the players could be losing Cassidy's voice. I like Cassidy. I do like him. I respect him for being honest and all that, but it now is at the stage where it's the same recurring theme each and every night, and I'm starting to tune out a little. I started to listen to his presser yesterday, and I'm like, okay, we've heard this all before. Give us, give us something new. Give us something meatier. And to me, I'm starting to kind of phase out a lot of what he's saying. Do you feel, Chris, that this could be happening in the locker room where the players might at this juncture start to be tuning out, uh, start tuning out? And then my other WTF, why in the world? Like you and I have differing opinions, I think. Why in the world would you practice? <laughs> why? Yeah, no kidding, though. Uh, I'm the negative guy. But why in the world would they practice yesterday? Made absolutely no sense. I went back and I saw, uh, again, those quotes from – uh, a, a while ago, oh, the Pittsburgh game, right before the Pittsburgh game, quality, quality practice time. We never get, we haven't done this in two, three weeks. We haven't had a, a, a time to practice. We had, and now they like they're practicing every day. Okay, number one, uh, number two, that practice was meaningless because they lost to Pittsburgh on the road, uh, and now I think they're just starting to shove it down the throats of the players, and I, I, I think they hit a wall of some sort too, because I really do feel that they're practicing too much or the practice schedule isn't isn't really good. Uh, they're going to have a morning skate today before the Flyers game. They practiced yesterday. And again, those 11 a.m. you know call times or 1030, whenever they have to be there at the rink, I, I just think it is too, too much. And I just think right now that they are mentally starting to wear down. WTF. It's all fair. I'll respond fast because I got one more. We got a lot to get to, but they practice more on the road and they win more on the road. So that's, there could be some correlation. I don't know. But my last, what the Friday, the Raiders just let up, let Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Baker friggin' Mayfield, who was as good as unemployed, yards. just run the table on them and just end their season. Baker Mayfield ended any hope the Raiders had. What the Friday for the <laughs> Raiders for that game last night. Let's go to, Locks Who's of the wrong? night, Tony. Predictions, Who, what do you want to do? 
No, no, no. Who's thrown more more leads? I was going to say that just I saw three minutes on the clock. I had I had more, but uh, they're they're no, no, both. No, go ahead. You have time. Go oh, ahead. I don't know who's blown more leads. Probably probably the Raiders, but it's close. <laughs> the, more, the the double digit leads they've blown four, four times at halftime. They've led by double digits, and they've blown four. That's yeah. I mean, impossible. I think McDaniel's and Cassidy got to stop having uh, having lunch. <laughs> PGK two and five. The last seven home ice games. WTF. Okay, uh, do you want to do our locks of the night predictions? Go ahead. You, you start with your locks. You take them, and I'll take two. You, you take two. Okay, I'm going with uh, Chandler Stevenson, and I'm going with Nick Roy. You love you love Wah. You love him. <laughs> Why they call them Nick Roy? See, like I mean, sometimes we miss on some pronunciations, but some of these are That's Carrier Roy. The PA announcer the other night, wherever they were, said Roy on the road. Okay, so those All are right, my give two. me uh give me Shea Theodore and Marcheseau. March uh, Theodore needs to bounce back after what happened, and Marcheseau. I like I like his energy right now. Um, predictions. I'm going to start predictions. I'm going to get everyone absolutely flipping the heck out. It's going to be great. Flyers four to one tonight. Bruins Ooh. four to one Sunday. We lose both Whoa. games. Wow. Whoa, and I, I was twice. a spicy guy. I'm predicting mass pain, mass hysteria, devastation, kicking buckets, throwing clipboards, everything I used to do when I missed a guarantee when I used to run poker rooms, all the same uh, nonsense I used to do. So I'm predicting absolutely max pain, and then hopefully this is going to be our turning points when things go absolute when we bottom out. Okay, it is such a big game tonight. They're calling on, I saw yesterday on Twitter, he's in town, calling on our good friend uh, Cameron Cheers. So he's going to be in the Oh, I like Cameron. I haven't seen him in so a while. So Cameron, Cameron will be there. Uh, Cameron will him. be there. He's at the rodeo last night getting uh, the Cowboys fired up. And so uh, he'll be there tonight. I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two VGK final. That could go into OT. Uh, two goals, that's it. That's all that the Flyers have. Take the under on that, folks. Take the stinking under. Oh man, I don't think I, I think it could get ugly. Four to one on Sunday, Bruins. I think the Bruins uh, retaliate here. Chris, you have a great weekend, man. It's great to catch up as always. We thank everyone for tuning in right here on Lockdown Golden Knights for my man Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. You all have a great weekend. We'll see you again Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.